The Colts have their new QB in the building, but when's he going to be the starter? Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, hello. Thanks for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Jake Arthur. He is Zach Hicks. You know the two of us from HorseshoeHuddle.com. I am the local credentialed media member reporting to you from the facility, bringing you the news and notes, uh, what the players and coaches are saying. Zach here is the most notorious, dangerous, scandalous film guy in the uh, in the Colts biz. He uh, he is right now. He's actually in the throes of his empty theory series, where he's breaking down the film on uh, ways the Colts offense could look running out of empty theory, how that can maximize Anthony Richardson. Uh, you said that's concluding this week. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, last uh, last edition of it, like last pure edition of it will be released today which you guys can probably go read at like eight o'clock if you guys are one of our early everydayers there at 6 a.m you can go read it there eight o'clock eastern time and then we'll have a wrap-up article on thursday and that'll be it for empty theory and then we dive into the next set of series uh, when it comes down to film analysts so make sure you guys are uh, checking all that out music to people's ears there uh but today what we're going to talk about we're actually starting our own series here Uh, You probably heard me tease it a little bit on yesterday's show. We're going to go through each position group on the roster and just kind of break down uh, who we think the starters will be, the main depth, and then guys fighting for a roster spot on the bubble. Uh, We're going to start today with quarterback, which, of course, it's a small small position group, so it's probably not going to follow the exact script you're going to see with these other ones, uh, but we'll get into it nonetheless. So number one – when you're talking about Colts quarterbacks, everything begins and ends with Anthony Richardson right now. Uh, So the main question now that he's in the building, he's mixed in with the vets and everything is when is he going to be the starter? And Zach, we've talked about this a little bit, but I don't think anything has changed. And really since we've last discussed it, it's really been all positive notes from Richardson's side. Yeah, I think, you know, the the main thing that they want is him to start from day one. You know, in a perfect world, he comes into camp, gets better every single day, you know, starts stacking those good days. And you really see growth in terms of just acclimating to the NFL game, NFL system. And then he puts together a good preseason and he's ready to go on week one. So you can just get him out there, get that experience. Even if he's a 50% passer and it's not super pretty in year one, get him that on the field experience, let him grow throughout the year and let him mesh with these group of skill position players around him. I think that's the ideal plan, even though, you know, we've seen mixed results and mixed, you know, mixed things around the league in terms of actually doing that. You know, we saw with, Pat Mahomes obviously famously sat for that entire first season, Uh, but we even have other guys like Jalen Hurts sat most of his first season. Justin Herbert sat the first couple games of his first season. Josh Allen, I believe, sat uh, the first like two or three games of his first season as well. Uh, Some of these guys do miss time early on just to kind of get further acclimated. And then the teams also like to pick the certain matchup that those guys are first coming in. So, for instance, with the cold schedule, Maybe you don't love that Jaguars day one or you don't love D'Amico Ryan's defense uh, early on in the season and you want to kind of 
push him back into a maybe an easier defense, even though those two defenses were far from great last year. So it might be might be good to roll him out there early in the year. But uh, stuff like that, you know, they might push it back just a little bit. But I do think at the end of the day, at the end of the year, we're going to be looking back and saying, yeah, Anthony Richardson started most of the games for the Colts. Uh, and hopefully we just see that growth every single day and every single game throughout the year. But yeah, I do think ultimately the plan is to get him out there in year one and and not view him as this like two, three, four year uh, project like some people were saying in the pre-draft process. Yeah, I don't think the Colts envision it that way at all. Uh, I don't think they think he's a project. I, I think they already have a plan on what they can do to get him acclimated pretty quickly. Um, for me, it's definitely not a, a if he's going to start year one, but when for sure. Uh, everything that they've said indicates they would like to get him ready to start week one. Uh, I don't think they'll force it that, you know, if they don't think he's ready and he'll be like a detriment to the offense or the team to be out there, they won't do it. But I've just got to think they are already well aware of what they're going to try and do to get him ready. They know what the offense will look like. It'll probably be very run heavy, probably very reliant on Jonathan Taylor, maybe even Zach Moss as well. Yeah. Probably a lot of shorter stuff. Um, so I, I think I, I, I still think he's going to start week one. Now, with that said, I don't know that he's going to be the first one to be getting the first team reps when like training camp starts, for example. Uh, I, th- I think they'll probably be split up a little bit. Um, but un- until I see otherwise, I think he'll probably be the starter week one. Now, you had mentioned the particular matchups. Jacksonville, with their defense, they always have a lot of crazy athletes and really just really tough guys. They, they love to hit hard. But that might actually be a comfortable matchup for him because he's mm-hmm. from Gainesville and that's not all that far away. That could actually be a pretty good environment for him playing, you know, well, playing with it, Jacksonville. Isn't that the Colts home game? Yeah, but I'm talking I'm talking about just the whole because he's probably very used to that. It's probably a comfortable team for him. And then Houston's defense has not been not been yeah. a good thing at all. Um, so yeah, that it, it might that that might give him a little juice early on, you know, having a matchup with whatever his hometown team might resemble. Um, even if they're there at Lucas oil stadium, it's, it's at home, good environment. And, a you know, he did well at the combine there. So he's been there before, but um, no, it's, I, I think they'll, they'll try and get him ready ASAP. And again, that's part of what empty theory is even about. So, yeah, yeah, no, but it's one thing if they were going to say new England, you know, when week one, yeah, that's a no, no. (laughs) Yeah. Going to new England against the bill Belichick defense. That's just, it's a tough matchup for a young rookie quarterback and and I could see holding back there, but with the early season stuff being Jacksonville and being Houston. And again, I'm not saying these are easy wins or anything for the Colts. The Colts are not this amazing team, Mm -hmm. obviously, which is indicative off of what happened last year, but they're not these terrifying defensive matchups where, you know, you're shaking in your boots. You know, D'Amico Ryan's is a good defensive coordinator at now their head coach there in Houston. uh, And I really like what the Jaguars did last year on defense, but those aren't matchups that you're super terrified of. And, and wouldn't really restrict you from starting him from day one. But one more thing I want to add in this before we get to our next segment is, you know, Shane Steichen was there during the Justin Herbert rookie season. You know, he saw Justin Herbert up close and they started Tyrod Taylor early in the season. You know, their plan was to get Tyrod out there for at least the whole first season. You know, I think their plan was him for pretty much the entire first season. Tyrod Taylor gets hurt a couple weeks into the year. 
Justin Herbert, this raw quarterback that they were not really expecting a ton out of in year one, he came in, he lit the world on fire. You know, he came in from day one and had one of the greatest rookie seasons we've ever seen. And I'm not saying that Anthony Richardson is where Justin Herbert was as a prospect, because obviously they're very different types of prospects. Herbert was a little more polished than Richardson is, where Richardson is still this raw one-year starter coming out of college uh, with these sky-high physical attributes. But I think Shane Steichen learned, like, again, this is just me theorizing with Shane Steichen, like I did a lot in the pre-draft process as well. Uh, But I think he saw that as, hey, you know what? These young quarterbacks, the best way they learn is on the field. You know, Herbert came out there. And he had some really, really great moments, but he also had some boneheaded mistakes, you know, and he had to learn through them and work through them. And because that timeline got accelerated due to Tyrod Taylor's injury, I think Shane Steichen saw the impact of having that rookie quarterback out there early and letting him just roll with the weapons and the, and the offense that's going. So I think Shane Steichen's going to learn from that. I think he's going to learn from uh, when he had Jalen Hurts back in 2021 and how he kind of made that offense work behind a, a mobile quarterback that wasn't super accurate. Uh, and and just kind of making everything go together. I, I really do think the plan is Anthony Richardson week one, and I'd be shocked if that's not what happens this year. Yeah, I was I was just going to say I'm glad you mentioned Hurts because he's now been a part of at least a couple uh, a couple examples of young quarterbacks who had huge areas of their game to clean up that they got them ready in time. Uh, so next, we're actually going to talk about a guy, you know, the Colts already have a potential starter on their roster before they even drafted Anthony Richardson. That's Gardner Minshew. So we will discuss him here next. But first, a word from our friends over at FanDuel. Everybody go make a fast break over to FanDuel during these NBA playoffs, conference championships, almost the big whole thing, the big championship next. Uh, because right now you guys get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet all of the playoff action than at America's number one sports book. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. And every dayers, make sure if you miss some, if you somehow miss Jake's episode from yesterday, go back and check it out. Jake does great on the solo episodes, and I love it because I don't have to hear my voice. Go back, check out Jake's uh, solo episode where he talks about some young veterans who are finally going to get their chance to start and their chance to shine next year. So go check that out, all you beautiful everydayers that we love so much. All right, guys, so diving into a key depth player or a key backup that's going to he's going to be important this year, whether we see it on the field or not. And that's Gardner Minshew, a guy we're going into the draft process. Obviously we knew the Colts were going to take a quarterback super high in this class, but if they took a quarterback like an Anthony Richardson, where maybe he's not ready week one or week two, you have Gardner Minshew, a player who's been in the league for a couple of years, who's had some success uh, and who's worked with Shane Steik in the last couple of seasons. I think this is a good player to have just in that locker room. Uh, even if it's just for vibes, you know, <laughs> Gardner Minshew is giving you some good vibes. A really chill quarterback, a guy who's not going to like he's he's a he's a bro, you know, <laughs> like he's the yeah. guy you want in that locker room. Uh, it kind of fits that Jacoby Brissett mold a little bit from a couple years ago where maybe you don't want him starting. But he's going to be a guy that you just love having in, in that locker room and love being mm-hmm. around. Uh, and then we're talking about the experience in the NFL. You know, Gardner Minshew uh, had a lot of experience in college with the spread game and Mike Leach and, and just attacking vertically out of that spread stuff with Mike Leach. Comes the NFL, has a vast amount of experience with Shane Steichen, obviously the last two seasons. 
he's going to be a major, major, just, just voice in the head of Anthony Richardson, a guy who can just someone he can lean on someone he can talk to. So even if we don't even see Gardner Minshew touch the field this year, he's going to have an impact beyond that. That makes him a very key backup for this team. Yeah. We, we talked to him last week during uh, off season workouts and you're right. He is, he's going to be good at least for the vibes. He is unintentionally <laughs> hilarious. I can't wait to talk to him throughout the season. If, even if he's not the starter, uh, but no, he, I, it sounds like he's going to be very supportive of Richardson. And everything. He's at least saying all the right things right now. You know, there's some guys, some of the veterans who are non-committal on the battle, or it's not my job to get him ready. He's very open to working with him. You know, they want to work together to make the team better, which is coach speak, of course, but he just sounds so genuine talking about it. Uh, you know, they, they trained in the same area also during the off season. So they're already familiar with each other. And so th- these guys will be good for each other. They're going to push each other. Uh, but Minshew, of course, already has the couple years with Shane Steichen. Uh, he's going to help impart that and get and get Anthony Richardson ready. Um, but I don't know about you, but I'm pretty comfortable with Minshew starting off the season if he needs to. Preference, of course, would be Richardson starts from day one. But again, you don't want that to be super, super ugly. There's, there's being not ready and then there's you know just taking your rookie lumps because you just started um but if that's the case i'm okay with Minshew starting we've talked about him wanting him here in indy for a couple years now so of course we're receptive to it yeah yeah you know if if it all comes down to it and say Minshew has to start a good chunk of games three or four games i'm cool with it because you know you can get the rhythm going a little bit you have a quarterback who knows what he's doing Uh, and and at the end of the day Minshew is not this superb elite starting quarterback by any means. There's a reason why he signed such a small deal to come here and be a backup behind a young rookie quarterback. Uh, But he is a player who's more than capable uh, of filling a role. And and if you need him to come in in a pinch, you know, say, say Richardson starts day one and starts lighting the league on fire. He's playing some great football. The Colts find themselves at first in the division in some, again, this is me talking some crazy stuff here. I know some of you optimistic guys are thinking that this might happen, but so if the Colts are actually coming out and they're playing really well this year, and then Richardson misses a game or two due to an injury, Minshew is the type of quarterback that you want behind him because the, the two biggest things that you can have in a backup quarterback is a veteran voice for your starter and a guy who can win that one or two games when they come in. You don't want a Brian Hoyer situation of like a couple years ago with the Colts where Hoyer came in and you know, he was competitive against the Steelers when he came in in that game. But, I got burned so bad by that whole, that yeah. that quick Hoyer stint. That burned right. me bad. <laughs> right. Or you don't want a Nick Foles even. Like Nick Foles last year, we we loved that he was forcing the ball down the field, but he was horrendous. He was absolutely horrendous. You want a quarterback who can come in if your starter gets hurt, when you're a good team, obviously. Uh, if, if you're a bad team, it doesn't really matter too much. But when you're a good team, you want that quarterback that can come in and win that one or two games. Or if you have a four game stretch where your quarterback's out. If they can win two of those games and keep you afloat, that's a good backup quarterback right there. So I think Minshew is a guy who falls into that category of good backup quarterback. He can win you some games. He can do some good things. You're not going to completely rely on him. You know, if your starter goes down for eight weeks or for 10 weeks, he's probably not going to get you to the playoffs, but he'll, you know, he'll still do some decent things there. Uh, so yeah, I like having Minshew again, just as, as that veteran brain in the room as a really nice and chill guy that everyone can get along with. And then also as a player that can win a game or two, if you really need to. And and if this kind of stint with the Colts lasts more than one year and lasts a couple seasons behind Anthony Richardson, uh, I think that's even better for, for both sides. So 
this is definitely a big year for him off the field. And if he ends up being on the field at all, obviously it's a big year in that regard. But uh, I do think this is kind of that test run for him being with the organization for a couple years going forward, unless there's more interest from other teams. So yeah, love Gardner Minshew, love that he's in this organization. And even if he doesn't play one single snap this year, he's going to have an impact on this team. Yeah. And I'll circle back to the leadership part of it. You mentioned, and you talked about Jacoby Brissett, you know, I'll go, I'll go at it from the leadership angle. Jacoby was a critical piece in that locker room and it hurt when he left, you know, Mm -hmm. he wasn't the guy you wanted to necessarily see on the field, but he was beloved in that locker room. And I think someone like Minshew could be an extension of Shane Steichen having played for him for a while, being mature enough to, you know, be a, a, starting quarterback in the NFL on occasion, but also be relatable to the guys in the locker room and be able to just be that sounding rod. Not that I think there would be any disconnect, but there are players and there are coaches, you know, that, that is a thing. Um, But no, I, I think he's the perfect mesh for that. We've seen him. He can be really fiery. He loves to celebrate his guys. Like I think he'll be a huge, huge part of the leadership of that. And after the last couple of years, I think that locker room could probably use it. Yeah. And, and another thing, too, again, when we're talking about him mentoring Anthony Richardson, just in terms of schematics and, and all that stuff. Uh, one thing that Anthony Richardson kind of did struggle with last season at Florida was being that vocal leader, was being that guy who can get up in front of everybody and be rah-rah and be that guy that everyone wants to gravitate towards. Obviously, they gravitate towards his ability on the field, but off the field, it didn't take it took kind of until like late in the season for team, for players on that team to really gravitate to him because he was a 19 to 20 year old kid just kind of trying to find his way and figure out what kind of leader he is. So when you put him with this very boisterous very uh outgoing personality this goofy port personality that is Gardner Minshew if Anthony Richardson is just mirroring that and trying to learn from that even that could be something that's big for him because we've seen with the Colts the last couple years which personalities fit with this locker room Andrew Luck Philip Rivers Jacoby Brissett goofballs that are (laughs) that are boisterous uh and you know like they, they demand this stuff out of you but they're not like these overly professional you know, guys who are going to be like on your butt all the time, they are kind of these goofball dudes that you just are like really lovable and stuff. That's what this, this locker room kind of gravitates towards. And we saw them not really gravitate towards Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan as much uh, as those other, as those other three guys. So I do think in a way Gardner Minshew, even if he's not touching the field at all uh, and, and just helping Richardson with the schematics of it, he's also going to help him a lot in the leadership department, which the Colts desperately need him to, you know, get up to, where he needs to be one day with that. Yeah. And that's, you know, we didn't hear that buzzword quite as often this off season when they they're searching for a new quarterback every year, the leadership aspect, they need a strong leader. Uh, But that's going to still be very much the case for Shane Steichen. It's a huge a one criterion for, for Chris Ballard. So that's, that's definitely a big part of it. Uh, Next up, we're going to look at what's left for Sam Ellinger. Year three, I think it is, right? So what's that going to look like for him moving forward? Okay, Zach. So the Sam Ellinger saga got a little more interesting, actually, on, I don't know what today is. We'll say it's Monday is when the the rule passed at the latest owners' meetings. Um, So you can have your emergency quarterback they don't count towards your active game day roster, but I think they have to be on your normal 53-man roster. 
Yeah. But like, you don't have to, you don't have to worry about them counting towards that 45 man thing on your, on your active game day roster. So that kind of creates a spot for a third quarterback on the roster. And they only have three right now, which is Sam Ellinger. I think they still like him. And I kind of feel like Chris Ballard might be a little more intrigued to see what Shane Steichen could do with a Sam Ellinger rather than whatever Frank Reich was doing. And then ultimately Jeff Saturday, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think, uh, I, I know we're putting him in the section here of long shot to make the roster. And I do still think ultimately it's, it's a long ish shot for Sam Ellinger, but if he outperforms Gardner Minshew in training camp, I don't doubt that the Colts would keep him over Minshew if it came down to it. It's not like Minshew signed a one-year $20 million contract. You know, Minshew signed, what, it was one year, like, $2 million or something, like $2.5 it's, it's pretty small. It's less than five, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With I think it has incentives that go up to around five, but it, it's mm-hmm. a pretty low contract. So if Sam Ellinger comes in and just has an, another phenomenal camp and Shane Steichen at the end of all of it is like, you know what? I feel better about him than Gardner Minshew. He has a chance to be QB two. Uh, we saw some really good things from him when he played last year. Obviously, that New England game was a train wreck. And, and like we said with Anthony Richardson, if he were to go into New England like Ellinger did last year, uh, it would be a disaster because that's just what Bill Belichick does. Uh, but the other games, you know, he played against a really good Washington team in his first ever start. Uh, a really good Washington defense. Sorry, not a really good Washington team. A really good Washington defense in his first ever start. And did some good things in that one. And then the last game of the season, you know, it was a nail biter down to the end when the Colts were easily the worst team in football in that stretch. He took them to the wire against the Houston. We're another pretty bad team, but they were competitive for the first time in over a month in that game with him at quarterback instead of Nick Foles or Matt Ryan. So I, I think I think Sam Ellinger has something. I was really impressed with what he did last year uh, and obviously what he's done in camp and in the preseason the last couple of seasons. So Yes, I, I think he's a long shot because Gardner Minshew has that that rapport with Shane Steichen and because he's just had more success in the NFL. But I'm not ruling him out. You know, I'm not saying he's done. And, and honestly, I'm not on the Sam Ellinger is going to be an elite quarterback like some people were <laughs> last offseason. But I'm not as low on him as I was whatsoever last year. I, I was really low on him last year. I admittedly will say that he showed more to me than I thought he ever could. Uh, when he got on the field last year. And I think there's a little bit of something there. So if he has a great camp and he beats out Gardner Minshew, perfect. That's what you want. You want competition. You want the best man to make the roster. And I, I think there's a place for Sam Ellinger if he plays well in the offseason. I agree because I I was pretty optimistic about what he could do last year. And then I saw whatever their plan for him was. And I was like, okay, well, this doesn't seem to be it. Like there's no. got to be other ways to use them. So the arm's not awful. It it got up to adequate. Below adequate. It got up to below adequate, but next adequate to Nick to Foles, be able to play. No, next to Nick Foles and Matt Ryan last year, it looked elite. That looked yes. like the greatest arm I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. right? That was Josh Allen last year compared to those two guys. Just so. whipping through the Lucas Oil wins. Yes. <laughs> no, but I mean, he he's accurate. He's very smart. Like that's what they've lauded for him, uh, him for most in his time here is, you know, his ability to digest the playbook and like be able to push it off to his, his teammates and everything. So I think there's value in having him in the room, even if you're probably never going to play him. But if that's your emergency quarterback and it doesn't have to take a, a game day roster spot, I'm all for it. Like, 
I think it's going to be a tough numbers game because I think the Colts do have some position groups that you're going to think they're going to have to keep a bunch of guys, receiver, tight end, uh, defensive line, the the secondary. Like So we'll, we'll see. It could be a numbers game, but the Colts could do so much worse than having Ellinger as their emergency quarterback. You hope to really never have to have him out there, especially now that you have Anthony Richardson. Um, but I'm confident that Steichen could do something with that, whatever it yeah. looks like, whether it's actually implementing a quick passing game or getting him outside or doing something like there's got to be a better way to use him. I don't buy the fact that Ellinger is just this total useless quarterback that he was made to look like at times last year. It's not that he was made to look like this total useless quarterback. It's just he got thrown into the Wolves in tough situations. You know, it was an executive mm. decision by the owner oh, yeah. that we wanted to get an athletic quarterback out there. And and look, Ellinger, he's athletic-ish. You he, know? Was big, he was Big 12 versus Big 12 defense is athletic. Yeah, like he's a 4'8 guy. Like he's not – we're not talking – like Anthony Richardson's going to come in here weighing – 30 pounds more than him running a four, four, you know? So that's an athletic quarterback. Ellinger, he's, he's a loose quarterback. He can move a little bit, but he's not uh, this super athletic quarterback. Like the Colts were, were putting him up to be, you know, they were saying that he was going to be uh, their wildcat quarterback, their goal line guy. Uh, Frank Reich had him doing a lot of like speed option stuff and, and quarterback veer and all that against Washington, which, you know, it was fun to see a quarterback doing all that, but it's just not really who he is. He can be a quick passing quarterback, uh, but I do think his, you know, his ceiling in the NFL is probably a, a decent backup and he's probably close to that right now. Uh, and, and if a young quarterback that you took in the sixth or seventh round, I think it was the sixth round they took him proves to be that for you. That's, that's a great pull. That's a great pull. But ultimately I do think the Colts are going to try to squeak him by to the practice squad this year. They're going to try to cut him and, and get him on that practice squad. And then if there is some kind of injury that can bring him up and have him on the roster, but you know, again, I think this is a good quarterback, a uh, good young quarterback that's, that's just getting better and better each season. Will it be enough to to win the QB2 job? I, I'm not sure, but it is a roster battle to watch going to this offseason. I don't think it's a complete slam dunk that Gardner Minshew beats him out, even though I do think Gardner Minshew has the, the clear advantage there. Yeah, and I mean, this was more of a Frank Reich thing, like the huge collaborative effort, but they do at least like having a lot of, strong voices in that room in that quarterback room from from the coaching staff being former quarterbacks and everything again that was a lot of his former Frank Reich but we know that Frank had a, a pretty big influence on Chris Ballard and how he sees things as well so we'll see ultimately I guess it comes down to him even though you would think Shane has a little bit of influence in that but we'll see yeah, yeah. And and one more thing to say about these quarterbacks is, is you know, if Sam Ellinger gets cut and claimed by another team or he goes on the practice squad and they take someone else, you know, they probably will sign a practice squad quarterback then to replace mm-hmm. it. Like they're going to have that, they definitely will. Yeah. yeah, they're going to have a quarterback on the practice squad. So if if they do sign another guy throughout this offseason, because they, they probably will bring in another young guy. Uh, just for the preseason games and stuff, you know, we'll post an addendum to this uh, in the comment section, just so this is your, your go back conversation for, for all these roster battles prior to camp. Uh, but I do think these are going to be the three guys they roll with for a good chunk of the off season, maybe prior to preseason, they'll bring in a fourth guy just to, you know, they'll bring in uh who was that guy last year? Jack Cohen. What was that his name? Jack Cohen. Jack Cohen. Yep. Cohen. Yeah. So they might bring, yeah. They might bring in a type like that. Uh, just to run those fourth those fourth quarter uh, preseason games, but 
we'll see. We'll see. I do think it's going to be these three guys for majority of camp. These are the three names to watch. Uh, and you know, the, obviously Anthony Richardson's making the roster. Minshew has a really good chance and Ellinger. I'm not counting him out. I'm not counting him out yet. Even though I would have last year, I'm not doing it yet. <laughs> yeah. Now I, I, th- I think there's room for him again, but all we have to do yet is see he's the thing is he's a very good preseason quarterback. Great that's preseason quarterback. That's he's what he's going to do. He's, he's going to kill in the two games of the three or so that he gets to play. He'll yeah, kill. But. Like you, you would know this Jake, is there fantasy football for the preseason? Yes, there's fantasy and gambling for everything. You have to get Sam Ellinger on your roster for preseason fantasy football, right? You like, absolutely have to. First overall yeah. pick. <laughs> like, he's first overall pick. Oh, yeah. Get him, and now that Desmond Patman is gone, Mike Strawn, they're yeah. just going to blow. They're going to blow up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, every day here's, make sure you stay tuned in this week because I'm going to have a special guest coming on tomorrow to talk about Anthony Richardson's mechanics and kind of some areas that he can get better. It's me, Greg Pinelli from the Pinelli Passing Academy, a QB trainer that has worked with Josh Allen in the past. And and he's going to help give me some insight on some areas that QB trainers look to work on with young quarterbacks like Anthony Richardson. So make sure you're tuned up for you're tuned into that for tomorrow and make sure you guys are already following us here on social media. As if you don't already at locked on Colts at Jake Arthur NFL and at Zach Hicks Two on Twitter. Also subscribe to locked on Colts podcast on YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast. We love your guys ratings and reviews and we'll see you guys bright and early tomorrow morning.